Welcome back, everybody, to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. Once again, I'm Rodney E, the point guard of the podcast ship here, and uh, my regular co-conspirators, cohorts here, teammates, the Oracle. Good, man. How you doing? And Matt. Uh, Yeah, I'm going good. I'm going good. How are you? G'day, listeners. Uh, G'day, everyone. Can't wait to get in and chop up some basketball. There's plenty to talk about. Quickly, before I fucking forget, I do want to do a quick shout out to one of the boys that I know from work. Um, He's a regular listener, Emmanuel. He's fucking great kid. Fucking, we always talk shit. So, uh, shout out to him. And yeah, fucking keep listening. Or you're fired. Emmanuel. Big ups, mate. Thanks for peeping the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast, listens to us ramble on about fucking NBA shit and whatever. Let's get into the second round of the... Oh, no, we're going to do... <laughs> Let me start that again. Let's do the uh, the the NBL finals. NBL. Guys, Eliuk to recently. Are you sure? Like, what, what are we fucking doing? Are we... NBL finals. NBL right. finals, motherfuckers. Get into it. Game three was uh, recently just played, and the City Kings came out on top. Three zip, I believe they went. Yep, the sweep was in. And uh, look, it was a tightly, it was probably, the sweep would indicate, you'd think, that it was all one-sided. But it was tightly contested. Those three games, I mean, there was a, I thought game two and game three, the jack jumpers were pretty, a little bit unlucky. From what I saw, yeah, it was it was competitive throughout the yeah. game. Yeah. No, it really, it really was. There were, there were, especially there were stretches. Well, here's the amazing thing: like the Jack Jumpers make it in their first season, which is Phenomenal. miracle. Yeah, really. When you think about it, and they make it basically on the strength of their defense. They're a scrappy team. I just love the way they play. And they but scrap. Their, de- their team defense is uh, it's like a like an anaconda. It strangles you. It's just it's just uh, smothers you. They play great defense. Unfortunately, their offense is kind of shit. And, and the fact that this team made it all the way to the grand final just on fantastic defense, that is just a huge accomplishment. And I don't think anyone could uh, ever take anything away from them, even though they lost 3-0. And the Kings lost uh, Jalen Adams, didn't they? The injury? I think, that, uh, I think he didn't play for a game. Yeah. Uh, look. Was they he in all- game three? He played game three? I think he did. Fuck, right. I, man, I, I watched it now. I can't, I can't, I can't even remember. Uh, right, but, that's the end of that segment. Uh, let's move on. No, no. Um, yeah, so they're always going to be too tall. They, they, this had a little bit too much height. Kings, Kings had way more size on the, yeah. on the Jack Jumpers. They were they were running out. Uh, Jack Jumpers ran out uh, Krizlovich for half the season. I thought he was awesome. You know the way he did a good he job. He, he did a good job and to not down. have Will Magnay for basically half the season and all the finals. Yeah, you don't plan on that happening. Obviously, they no. had to deal with that, and no. other teams had to deal with injuries. But they fought through it. Did better than anyone predicted. Made the final series. I mean, even that was amazing. Just to make the finals and then to make the the grand final. That's just a Herculean effort from them with a, a lot of great support there in Tasmania. Uh, and going forward, I think that the, the it's an intriguing concept. Well, the culture has been set there, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has, it has. And I think that 
they really, when you, I mean, at the start of the season, you go, well, they made a couple of interesting signings there. Will Magne, big signing. Uh, the bloke from Adelaide, uh, what's his name, McVeigh. McVeigh uh, played pretty well he, through, he, through pretty, those three pretty games. well, man. But here's years. the thing is their offense was so bad during the season. They never got those two players involved. They never really got any meaningful uh, offensive output from Magne and McVeigh. Not really, no. Yeah, and they really need to. And I think that... McVeigh should have been way more involved in the offense, in my opinion, too. Oh, problem. yeah, for sure, man. That, that guy is like a Swiss Army knife. He can shoot threes. He can post up. He's mid-range. He's, uh, he's got everything. He's like Cedric Sabalas, really. He you, you don't even really have to run plays for him. Like, yeah, he's, he's unorthodox like that. You don't have to, like you said, you don't have to set anything up for him. He just yeah. works it out on the fly and... He yeah, can but, go in, inside and out, and he and he plays solid D too but, on guys bigger than him. But the stagnant nature of their offense really didn't help them. And I think if they had to do it again, they wouldn't choose the three imports that they that they chose. I think that the three imports that they got really didn't live up to what uh, they were supposed to do offensively. Didn't get it done. So yeah. I, I would be surprised if they got rid of all three of them. Brought in maybe a couple of uh, brought in some a player, another point guard, and maybe two bigger players. A bit more size, I reckon they definitely need. For sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could do with a bit more rim protection to aid that solid defense that they already have, and that'll yeah. keep them in games. You know, And Magne not getting games. injured as well, that'd be good for once. But uh... Yeah, now, Frank, what's your impression from, you know, the bits and pieces that you've seen of the jack jumpers in the NBL? What, what, what's your sort of main takeaway from seeing that team play? If I was just getting into NBL and uh, started watching them, like I'd start to follow them. They, from what I've seen, I haven't seen a whole lot of them. But uh, as you said, just fucking gritty, hard-nosed defense, and that's that's the type of fucking game and team I like to fucking follow. And like, yeah, it was fantastic. But uh, you're right about the offense. Yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't fantastic. But um, but yeah, I mean the. I reckon they're great. They've been great for you know the NBL just to have them come straight in and go to the finals. But you know to have those small teams come in and and do that yeah. and, and not see the Melbournes or Perths or whatever there, it was great. It's good for sport. It's just, it's good. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's good for, just for sport in general to have a good Tasmanian team. Absolutely, it's it. It's a good point you bring up, actually, Frank. That you know new watches to the to the NBL, the Australian league would be pretty a- a- attracted to a team like that new team doing well already pretty easy to jump on board and Tasmania is a relatively small market they've been crying out for an, for a basketball team since the Tassie Devils folded yeah no well just a sports team the, uh, just a, just yeah. any sports team a- any yeah. any representation on a on a national scale sporting wise exactly you had Wayne McDaniel sitting in there watching uh, watching the finals you know watching yeah. his son. that's his son playing isn't it yeah on the jack jumpers? Yeah, it is, yeah. He was the guy who scored the first jack jumper basket. Yeah, right. His son, yeah. And uh, just before we get off this, I just want to say that uh, a guy who doesn't get any credit for this, who isn't getting any credit for this, but should get probably most of the credit, is Mika Vakona, the assistant coach for the jack jumpers, who is obviously the orchestrator of this defense. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know if you yep. remember, remember that guy playing, but he was just a hard-nosed, tough defensive player. He has brought that to this team, and it has done wonders. So he should get a bit of credit, I, th- I think, as well. Yeah, the organization deserves credit as well for putting him on that coaching staff and letting him uh, have an influence. Yeah, now if they can keep that defense and then add some offense for the next season, fucking look out. Yeah, look out. Top four again, maybe. 
For sure, for sure, yeah. Anyway, shout out to the uh, Jack Jumpers. Historic season. Let's hope they keep throwing haymakers in the NBL. All right, let's get on to the uh, second round of the NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs? Recap. Playoffs? You kidding me? You guys get across the games today? Yeah, watched both of them. Yeah, I managed to catch the, the Celtics one. Tough loss there for the Celtics. You're right. Tough loss for the Celtics. Great win for the Bucks, though. Uh, conversely, yeah. Drew Holiday on those last two plays. Yeah. Oh, oh unbelievable. That was great. You know, Marcus Smart for me. Overall, great game, but choked. Last two plays, he choked. Yeah, didn't, didn't yeah maybe he did. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Looking at the play in real time, you, you're like shit, man. He had three people, three defenders, basically within arm's length of him as he was running up the court trying to get a shot real quick. I mean. Yeah, tough, but he's the guy you trust with the ball. He's our lead point guard. He's our best ball handler out there, and he was handling the ball pretty awesome all game. Now, you know, that second last play for me is where he choked a little bit. He didn't go hard enough at the... Yeah, he didn't go hard enough at the rim. Uh, He tried to double clutch it, and he's just hanging in the air waiting for someone to... I mean, Drew Holiday got that so clean. He just ripped it straight out of his hand, and then... The awareness to chuck it off Marcus Smart before he goes out of bounds, bounds. and get yeah. the ball back, their championship win and plays. Yeah, I mean, Holiday is uh, just a he, – I mean, he's a guy who's built for deep runs in the Absolutely, playoffs. Yeah. Just his, his play style is just uh, built for that. He's great to watch playing defense too. I mean, he just he just locks up on defense. He's elite defender. Yeah, not much more to say. Boston put in a, a pretty good effort overall. I thought they played well through – Three quarters, and then, yeah, we saw that ISO-type style come back down the stretch there, and it did not pan out for him. Uh, we let him have a few loose threes. It all hurt. Yep. Uh, watching that lead evaporate, it, it, it hurt pretty bad, got to say. Um, Boston aren't done. Um, you know, I'm not counting them out yet. They could still go to Milwaukee in and win the next one. But what do you guys reckon for the series? Do you think Boston are, are cooked or...? Uh... I'm not cooked. No, not by any... Stretch of the imagination that they cooked, I don't think. I think this probably goes to seven. Oh, it's going to go to seven. Yeah, but I still think that the Bucks will just scrape through. They're so similar in a lot, in in just almost every facet. These two teams uh, have the same strengths and same weaknesses. Almost, it's just been a fascinating matchup. It's been great. I've been, I've really enjoyed watching this. This is the basketball fan. Yeah, the, the games have been fantastic between them, and you know, and Giannis has just been carrying him on their back with that Middleton. And you know, if it does go to a game seven, I'm I'm sticking with Milwaukee. The Greek freak man is just the, his motor and his will to win is maybe unmatched in the NBA. He's almost impossible to slow down. You, I mean, yeah. we're throwing everything at him and even getting a few wins here and there on the def- defensive end against him. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's shot poorly from three in this But that, s- that three that he hit down the stretch, I mean... And he hit it the, when he needs to hit it. Yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah. It doesn't mean, matter if you're shooting a bad percentage at that point. You're giving your team a chance to win with that shot. Yeah, I heard. I don't know who said this, Frank. I don't know. Maybe you'll remember who said this. Maybe it was uh, Van Gundy on the call. He said, it doesn't matter how many points you score, it's when you score your points. And they scored all their points when it counted. They struggled, uh, the, the Bucks. that is, they struggled for stretches during the game. But then at the end, when it counted, that's when they stepped up and really got it done. Yeah, Frank, you see that classic Celtics fold in the last quarter there? I mean, they were getting leads. They were making runs all the way throughout the game, but um, they just couldn't hold it, and Milwaukee kept coming back. And uh, you just knew in the last couple of minutes they were going to make another run, and 
and it was going to be anyone's game. And, um, yeah, Drew came up with the big plays. Yeah, Boston put themselves in, in perfect position to win and couldn't hold on to it. Couldn't execute down the stretch well enough to hold on to that. Uh, it was around about 12, 14-point lead. Disappointing, but uh, not done yet. Game six in a couple of days should uh, also be good. And thank thank goodness for, uh, you know, some competitive basketball in the second round of the NBA playoffs because the other game today was <laughs> over quite early. Oh, uh, fuck me. I think it got out yeah, by that, 50, I, don't th- I don't know who would have picked point? that. Who would have picked that, that, that capitulation no. right there? No that's, uh, no that was strange. Very strange. No, it's hard to gauge, man. But it was it was it was akin to like getting I don't know like quicksand. Someone slowly. Well, it wasn't like an offensive explosion. It was kind of like over the course of the game, they got dragged into the into the quicksand and then were dead, sort of thing. It wasn't like a like a shot to the back of the head. That's it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a huge scoring spurt or anything like that. They just ground them down just, slowly yeah, from start to finish. To dust, know? man. They just ground them to dust. Uh, I don't know, Frank. What do you reckon? Do you, it, it's it's been a weird series. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that with today's results, what was going to happen? Considering what has what has happened in the last games, especially with Morant out now, you know, in the regular season, like you know, they they played extremely well. They went twenty and two, I think, without Morant in the regular season. But you know, come playoffs, you think you know they need Morant to to be that fucking that one player they they can rely on. You think, oh, geez. Being home court, you think they've got a small chance today to win, but um, but you know at one stage they're up by fucking fifty two points. Who would have fucking thought that? Fucking swings in these series. Uh, yeah, that, that, wild. That it, yeah, Memphis played especially bad in the last game offensively. I didn't think. I thought, well, that's not going to happen again. They they shot extremely poorly. The other thing is, is they shot for this game. They shot better, but their pressure defensively on the perimeter was like it was in the regular season, which they haven't done consistently in the postseason. They need to do that every game if they're going to get through this series. They need to really step up their defensive pressure on the perimeter. Again, and also I, I question. I'm sure there's there's some sort of thinking behind this, Frank. Maybe you know more than me. You probably do. I mean, you almost certainly do. The the uh, that the question the the decision not to play Adams basically at all through the first few games has been to me baffling. They tried to match what Golden State were doing, and now Golden, Golden State they've been playing small ball for fucking years, whereas. You know, throughout the regular season, they were playing Adams all the time and they weren't sticking to their own formula and their own formula. I mean, they were winning. They won a fuckload of games in the regular season and then they tried to do something different to try and yeah. match Golden State and it, it didn't work. And- straight off the bat, though. Without it, was straight off the bat from game one. Like, if you play him right and if he doesn't work, you go, all right, we've got to rethink this. But instead, they came in and they went small. Everyone knows that Golden State's weakness is inside, Right. Isn't Adams like the leading offensive rebounder in the league? You need those offensive rebounds. That's a huge part of their offense. And he's the best screen setter. Huge part of their offense. He sets the best screens that there is in the NBA. That's a huge part of your offense as well. To have that not on there, I think, affected him a lot. And you you bang on with the offensive rebounds, um, 18 to 4. In today's game, yeah. In today's yeah. game. And their defense as well, they forced Golden State into 22 turnovers. I mean, you could only chalk that up to just a poor coaching decision. Well, what I would see is at, say as a poor coaching, almost a catastrophe to not put him in. It's a case of just sticking to what works sort of, isn't it? That's sort of what I'm getting from what both you guys are saying. And that's how it worked without when they were missing Jar as well. Now, they had 
Adams, Jaron Jackson playing um, on the court at the same time, you know, significant minutes. And it's clear to me that, like, Jaron Jackson plays better from the four. He's not really a five. Yeah, you know, Ad- yeah, Adams, yeah. Adams is your five. If you're going to run out there with it and trying to dominate inside, you need you need a guy like Adams there that's going to be almost unchallenged on some rebounds, you know? Yeah, they got no one inside. They got they got no one in there. <laughs> no one, yeah. It's, they're yeah. small. Warriors so are small. W- why not attack that at every fucking possible opportunity? I don't understand why they. Well, that's didn't. what they've decided to do effectively now, hasn't yeah. it? And it's sort of <laughs> everyone's a bit shocked at the at the result. No one expected that sort of swing, but uh, you know, hey, but, maybe, but also maybe he frees up their shooters on offense. Not only you know because of the screens he sets, he gets people open shots. Man, yeah. So Grizzlies in seven. I really hope so. I really want them to win. Grizzlies and uh, potentially Phoenix Suns or Dallas Mavericks, I guess. I still think Golden State will win. I'll, I'll yeah, I have a feeling I'm, that Golden State will just get them, just because uh, they're just starting from too, too far behind now. I think you're right there, Frank. I'll call. It, I'll say they'll, they'll win next game. Yeah, and finish it. Yep. As much as people want to, I mean, you either love or hate Dylan Brooks, right? And and. We know he contributes on the defensive end. He it didn't even really need to show that today. But, I mean, I, I just think a guy like that is a little bit too much of a liability to have on your team if you don't have solid offense. I don't really know what happened today, why they got such easy offense. I'm really not sure. You know, they took the ball inside a little bit. They they shot pretty well from the outside. It didn't seem like they were doing anything special, though. The Warriors just called it early today. They just well, went, I think they checked out. I think the Warriors just checked out, man. Yeah, they just went, we're, we're, screw this game. Let's just think about the next yeah. one. But we've got one in hand. Why are we going to try real yeah. hard, like now, like to put them away? We've got a, we've got playing with house money, which you can't afford to think like, I don't think. And I thought it was a little weird to see at the end they were down by 40 points. Some of the fucking Warriors bench was dancing around to the, to the, to whoop that trick, which is a song that they play <laughs> what a lot the hell is in going Memphis. On? And Memphis, oh, who, who is that? Silk, the shock. I don't know. I can't remember who does that song. I think they're from Memphis. Anyway, they played a lot. So they're. Yeah. Dancing is waving their towels around to this song, and they're down forty in a fucking playoff game. Doesn't that just tell you they don't give a fuck about the game? Yeah, it doesn't. It tells me that they're not fucking locked in. Not for that game, no. Yeah. And, so, and I, and I think to your point, it's like the more you relax that stuff, the harder it is to build up again. So it's detrimental to the team to sort of just switch off completely like that and think, oh, we'll just get it back together for the next game. No guarantees about that, you know. That- Grizzlies sure. could definitely push this to seven. I can see that happening. I give me the worries in seven though. Does does anyone know why Steve Kerr wasn't at the game today? COVID. Uh, COVID. Oh, COVID. Okay. Yep. He was yeah. about to board a plane, board the plane or something, too. Yeah, he was. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he got a positive thing. I don't know how long he's out for. Do you know Frank yeah. if ja, when Jar will come back, or is there any sort of word on that? Yeah, is he coming back? I mean, early words saying is that he's done, but um, you, you just don't know. For the whole playoffs? Yeah. And was it because of that knee grab? Was that the incident that hurt his knee? Or was that the uh, the bone bruising? Uh, still, they're speculating about that, aren't they? Like what actually caused the injury? I don't think I don't think I've seen anything that has really nailed down yet. Have you Have you seen anything like that, Frank? Uh, I, I did see it, but... I- I just I thought it was just a normal fucking you know just bas- normal basketball play. No, oh, well, there is that play where I don't know they made they made reference to it on social media where I think it was Jordan Poole 
when he was getting triple teamed, Jay was getting triple teamed. He, was, he went and he grabbed his knee. Like you see him grab his grab Jar Morant's knee. And I don't know if that's the actual incident that hurt his knee or not. No one's I can't like no one has said for sure. It's all speculation at the moment. I don't think there's any medical report or anything that's actually come out about it. So he could potentially come back, I think, Jar. I mean, there was a play today where uh, Steve Adams was dragged down by Draymond Green. They sort of, uh, their arms locked up and he was just, he was pushed down with his shoulder. Now that, that, that could have dislocated his shoulder. I mean, that was, that to me, that was a dirty play. That looked A bit of history between those two, Frank, as well. Yeah. Draymond kicking Adams nuts a few times, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, how many times do you reckon he turns to, to Draymond during the game and just goes, hey, don't kick me in the nuts, okay? <laughs> I'll fucking smash you, cunt. I'd say it every fucking time I saw him. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. You call me yeah, that, that's gonna, it's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, next game. What about the other two games? We saw blowouts there too, Sixers and Heat. Sixers got... Blo- absolutely blown out of the water. Yeah, same sort of thing. They came in and didn't look good from the start. No, I didn't actually see any of this game either. Just watched a few bits and pieces, saw the end score, thought, glad I didn't waste my time, right? Yeah, effort wasn't there. It was 100% not there. Like, No effort, no Harden, no, no Tobias Harris, good game, nothing, yeah. right? Yeah, no Cole Lowry either for the Heat, and he's doubtful, I think, for the next few. That's For me, that's huge. That's... that's the same effect as losing Chris Paul. The Suns losing Chris Paul, I reckon. Yeah, it, it, it's a big loss. Doc Rivers cooking up absolutely nothing. He's just swinging and swinging them fucking big fat titties around. He's not well, even doing I've that. I've said before, I'll say it again. Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in yeah. the modern era. Yeah, he's, he's – I don't have a good we, – we've uh, tread this track a few times on the podcast – Old Doc Rivers tries to uh, account for himself, but uh, nah. well, clearly he hasn't got any special tricks in his bag. He pulled out some weird lineup during the game or something that apparently no one's seen all year. But apart from that, I didn't. There seemed to be just no urgency at all from the Sixers to do anything in that game to try and win. But also with Harden, you don't know which Harden you're going to get. You're going to get the fucking the shitty Harden that's been playing. Yeah, well, this is old Harden, isn't it? I mean, he's pretty old. I mean, he's yeah. he's only had that one good game for Philly in this series, but uh, every other game has sort of been fairly average for him, really. And you know, ten years in and out of strip clubs, eh, it's going to take its toll, man. Matt, from all that writhing on top of him from lap dances, it's <laughs> fucking really screwed up his knees and. His hips. Yeah, just the, just the environment, you know, just breathing in that air. Yeah. What goes the, around in a strip club. Yeah, all the glitter, fucking just breathing in all that fucking... <laughs> yeah, all the hairspray. body glitter. Fake tan. <laughs> bad yeah. know, perfumes. The, the Mavs and the Suns uh, has been... Yeah, I watched that game. I watched yeah. the second game yesterday. I don't know what to make of that Mavericks team. They're, they're weak inside as well. There seem to be no interior... Rim protection against Phoenix, they just walk into the lane and lay it in. Yeah. Uh, I, again, this is a series, and I don't know, I guess good teams do this, but they really attack the other team's weaknesses. And Luca's yeah. weaknesses have been laid bare, basically. And I, I see he is such a talented player, a fucking excellent offensive player. He doesn't play any but fucking he, defense. But he doesn't have any other, other possibility. He doesn't really have any leadership or defensive like effort at all. He's still fairly young, so 
I mean, I don't, yeah, but look, I don't know. Passing the ball to him, him holding it for fucking 10 seconds and then launching the fucking step back three. Yeah. It's just, Those plays. It's, it's just an offense killer. Like, it just kills the rest of your team. He's not an efficient player. I've never, you know, he barely, I've barely seen him ever have sort of an efficient high-scoring game. It's yeah, always 30 shots. He's constantly complaining and fucking lying on the floor and fucking, uh, man, I'm just like, you know what? You don't see Giannis doing that much. You don't see him fucking complaining much. You, you don't see him fucking whinging too much. You see him doing what it takes to win. Is that just because, you know, he is young still? I mean, Giannis would be, how old's Giannis now? He'd be sort of mid mid to late 20s oh, now. He's Yeah, he's got a few years on, on Luca, and Giannis is pretty level-headed. It, he's smart. Like, he's an intelligent guy. He knows not to show too much emotion. He doesn't have to on a basketball court. He's that much bigger than everybody else, pretty much. Giannis has evolved, though, you know what I mean? And he's willing to learn, and he's willing yeah. to change and address the flaws in his game. How it's long has Luca been in the, in the league now? Three, four years, three years, three, four years, yeah. And it was only halfway through this season he decided to get in shape. You know what I mean? He was, he was a fucking tubby, you know, fucking. <laughs> he was having, a, he was having the pizza rolls with Joel Embiid. Well, he, uh, Meadow Lee, that's what they should have called him. Meadow, a big tub of Meadow <laughs> Lee. This cunt until halfway through the season. Then he decides to get in shape. You know, that doesn't send great signals to the rest of your team that you're prepared to do what it takes to win and even try on defense. Yeah, there's a bit of a bit of a bias on the in that Mavericks organization that just wants to give Luca whatever he wants, I reckon, and that, that doesn't can, play well usually. That's that scenario doesn't usually play out well. Great it, teams it, have don't do that, man. Yeah, not, not without the winning. Not without the winning behind it. If 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 Luca could say, Yeah, well, you know, that we wouldn't have got out of that playoff series if I had a, if I hadn't done done X. Yeah. You know, you can't say that yet. You look at all the great teams that have won championships over the, I don't know, recent history. They've had strong coaches with strong systems and the players adhere to a system. Even those Miami teams with LeBron and uh, D. Wade and stuff like that. I know this is probably going back a fair way, but but when Phil Jackson came into the Bulls and Michael Jordan was scoring fucking 300 points a game, he was like, all right, so you're not going to have the ball in your hands that much, but this system is going to win. You know, you're going to have to sacrifice scoring for the good of the team. Feel get new. involved. Someone needs to do that with him, man. Someone needs to. Someone needs to. Like, and I don't think Jason Kidd nah. is the coach to do that. He sucks. He's, yeah, he sucks uh, as a he, coach. I don't know yeah. what he's he's done to get so many props as a coach in the NBA. What's what has he done as a coach that's so good? All people can say is, oh, it's, isn't it great? Luca's learning under such a uh, great Hall of Fame point guard in the NBA. Being a Hall of Fame point guard in the NBA does not automatically translate to you being a great head coach. It. Just simply Steve Nash. Not. Steve Nash, case in point. Steve yeah. Nash is, you know, I mean, we're, we're, I think people will give him a little bit more time to see if he turns into a better coach. Yeah, exactly. But, good good example. Know, good recent example because great player, but not necessarily great coach. I think with Luca is that he'll fall down again, but is the way he gets back up, is he going to go, all right, um, what? can I do to fucking make us go further and deeper into the playoffs? If he goes, yep, I've got to get myself into shape. I've got to fucking work on my defense. If he does that in his off season, comes back better, that's what you want to see. I mean, you know, he might not win a championship maybe in the next two years, but five years down the track when he's got more experience and he's a bit more wiser, hopefully he fucking gets off his ass and do these things to fucking improve himself. Nah, trade the cunt to fucking Detroit, bring in Cade, just swap him out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Swap the cunt out. Fuck him. He's cooked. 
Fuck Luca. Win yeah, the playoff series, cunt. Suns nah. will win the next game and finish it. They'll finish nah. it in six. Fucking Mark Cuban loves loves Luca too much. I think he's already said that uh, you know if you had to pick him or his wife, he'd be signing the fucking divorce papers. Is that a recent thing? Because I don't feel like Cuban was really fucking... Well, I guess he loved Dirk, didn't he? But Dirk was a guy who... I mean, he wasn't a great defensive player, but he tried. You know what I mean? And that... Well, he was slow, but he he, he, he did try. <laughs> and that counts for a lot. You know what I mean? His great offense did make up for a lot of his lackluster defense. He really wasn't known as... A defender. He yeah. did become No, no but, he, but he tried. You know what I mean? He tried to move his feet. He tried to stand up and take charges. He, improved. he definitely improved it, his defense over his career, for sure. Yep. Yeah. All you want is effort. All you want All you want is fucking effort. If he tried and failed, you go, well, all right, you know what? You gave it a fucking good old college try. But to not fucking try at all and just whinge and complain and launch all these threes and bullshit fucking shots, to me, it rub, just rubs me the wrong way. And stop whinging to the refs, fucking baby. Yeah. Uh, are we all picking Phoenix to win? Yes. Absol- absolutely. Phoenix yeah. and, and yeah, I don't see the Sixers fighting their way out of that mess. Do you? No, nah, I see Miami getting through. Yeah, yeah. Miami and, and Phoenix for me to play. Uh, I guess I didn't really tip the Boston Celtics one, did I? Uh, well, I still believe in the Celtics. Give me the Celtics in seven. But, um yeah, Bucks in six or seven might seem very likely to everyone else. I think that's what you guys you guys are going with the Bucks, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm sticking Bucks. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how that heads out for the rest of the NBA playoffs coming up in the next few days. See who ends up in the conference finals. Have we got time for Hero and Zero? Do you reckon? Can we get through it quickly? Yeah, I can. Yep. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do hero and zero. A hero or zero. For the zero, oh, this is going to be my the oh, one. You flip it. You're flipping it around again. I'm fucking flipping it around. Shut up, cunt. <laughs> um, I was going to have this one as a zero last time, but uh, this time around, uh, my my zero is a fucking divas of the NBA. Now you had fucking you've got these players who cannot take. Any shit from the crowd, they giving the fucking fingers, you know, fucking throwing uh, the fucking mouth guards, you know, the fucking the people watching it. You've had fucking Charles Barkley calling Durant a bus driver, and Durant automatically just fucking bit back, and just these guys just need to take it and fucking move on. They're fucking just carrying like little fucking little sissies, just fucking, yeah. it's part of the game, you're getting paid millions of bucks, play the game, shut the fuck up, and move on. Roll pair, cunts. Can't argue with exactly. you, Frank. Can't argue with you, mate. I think you've uh, yep, nailed it there. Harden the fuck up. My hero, yeah, this is a weird fucking one, but talking to a couple of regulars at work who follow ball, they've all commented the same thing. They've gone, how good is these playoffs without LeBron James? <laughs> so my hero of the week is LeBron James for picking fucking Westbrook to come to his team, for making the fucking owners of the Lakers <laughs> to pick that cunt. And not being in the playoffs. And not being in the playoffs, playing no fucking defense at all, all fucking year. So, you know, hands down for that. And just being non-influential in games. So, fuck you very much, LeBron. I hope you don't yeah. get the playoffs next year too. Fuck off, you cunt. Did, did I read that, what's the name, Jeannie Buss is trying to bring in Phil Jackson and Magic to pick the next coach or something like that? Uh, she's bringing them back into the fucking, to the organization, I believe. Yeah, they're, they're both back in. But the thing is, they've got fucking Kurt Rambis, who is in the head office now. <laughs> Kurt his wife, Rambis. 
his wife and Jeannie Buss are pretty much best friends. So, and Kurt Rambis is a f- absolute fucking, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So, the work is a fuck. <laughs> fucking googly eyed, fucking Still four eyes cunt. Yeah. Fucking black frames with the tape around the middle. The only thing he ever did was get clotheslined by Mikhail. That's the only thing he ever fucking did. He got a few breakaway dunks, I think, (laughs) in the 80s. Yeah, fucking I could have, fucking if you're playing with magic. (laughs) Imagine how much potential coke Kurt Rambis did and maybe still does. (laughs) There's no way he was going to move that fast with magic and all those other guys. Yeah, do this massive line of crank before we start the game, Kurt. We need you. Start running. Kept his glasses on, though. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He, <laughs> he did. Those things really stuck on there. All right. So, yeah, Frank, your hero was non-LeBron in the playoffs. Black and oath. Matty, what do you got, mate? Well, I'll go the reverse to Frank, and I'll say my hero is Max Struess from the Miami Heat. Duncan Robinson has really not played at all in this series. And it's been because of the great play of Max Struess. Like, I don't know whether Duncan Robinson's on a $90 million contract or something like that. And he's hardly played He's hardly played at all. Max Struess has played fantastic defense and he's hit threes when he's need to. He's a tough player, team player, knows the system. I've been impressed with him. And, uh, man, he's, he hits threes when he needs to. I've been impressed with Max Struess. So uh, he's, he, he's my hero for this, uh, for this episode. He's definitely not a liability on defense like Duncan Robinson. And that's why you're seeing him out there in Duncan. True. Yeah, true, true. I mean, yeah, yeah, that that is probably true, yeah. Uh, now, uh, moving along to my zero, and it's a close call. Could have given it to Rod for that intro. but uh, <laughs> this, my, And you might have heard me talking about this before, but my zero is Andre Godala because dur- during a game, a couple of games ago, <laughs> and I was watching this live, and I know that this was seen, this must have, I couldn't see anyone oh. else pointing this out, but... Everyone must have seen it right. It was right in the middle of the fucking screen. Andre Iguodala's not playing. He's in street clothes. He's on the bench. There's a free throw. I think Steph's about to shoot a free throw. He's prowling all around. He's walking around on the sidelines there. And then he's right in the middle of the screen, and he wipes his nose with his hand twice in a row, right on camera. Clay Thompson gets subbed out, and he high. As soon as he's finished that second wipe of the nose with his hand, he high fives Clay Thompson. With the same fucking hand. Have a big gob of my snot, Clay. I was just like, that is that is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. You fucking monster. How good is the NBA at the moment, Matt? It's given you uh, content for both podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I was outraged. I stopped it there and I was stood up and I started <laughs> shouting. You know? Which, and, and was that, I had um, to rewind it. I rewinded it a couple of times. I looked at it and I was like, can you believe this shit? Yeah, it's fucked up. It's completely fucked up. It's, it was disgusting. That was the most disgusting display I've seen on a basketball court since <laughs> the clothesline of Kurt Rampus. So, <laughs> so there we go. There's my zero. Andre Godala. Fucking Jesus Christ. Get a box of tissues, you fucking asshole. Yeah, Carrie, ever heard of a hanky, Iggy? And was that um, Lucas laughing in the background when you were recording? That? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's good. Good ones. Iguodala, we got to come up with a good uh, nickname for him. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to ruminate on that one, mate. Uh, yeah, it's a I'll pity. I'll one for the next episode. It, it's it's a pity his name isn't uh, Mike Muscala because then you could would have had an easy one. Yeah, that's true. 
All right, uh, I guess up to me. Um, ooh, ooh. All right, um, for my, I'll flip it around like Frank and go with the zero first. My zero is um, the Mavericks fans, actually. Uh, during the Game 5 yesterday, there was reports in the media that uh, some Maverick, Mavericks fans had uh, manhandled, uh, verbally abused uh, Chris Paul's wife and mother, I believe, or wife and daughter. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. actually cl- clear on the details, I, uh, but uh, I saw Chris Paul's tweet about it and he was, he was pretty fired up about it. He was like, he was like fuck that shit. We're supposed to not fucking retaliate to these fans, and this is what they're doing. Fuck them. Well, the Mavericks released a statement, which was which was curious, which is sort of maybe shed a little bit of light on it, or whether it was bullshit, I don't know. Yeah, they said it was unwanted hugging, and like a, a like the, the a uh, Mavericks fan was trying to hug the you know the his was it his mother? It was his mother, right? And yeah, I think um, it's his mum and his wife. Yeah, it was trying to hug them, and they didn't want to be hug- like it turned into an yeah. altercation after or something like that. Uh, so, someone I mean, that took exception to someone. Yeah, it was. It's that to me sounds like someone taking exception to. I mean, possibly Chris Paul's wife and or mother taking exception to someone wanting to have physical contact with them, and them saying, "Nah, I don't want any part of that," and then you know them complaining or something. The media always beats it up, you know, to make it. So well, as dramatic as possible. We don't we don't have any details, but my, in my mind, it's the you know the Mavericks score. If you get on a bit of a run and they're like, hey, yeah, suck shit, fucking give us a hug, you know, you fucking asshole, sort of thing. Like that, you know, like yeah. fuck it. It's not yeah, a genuine. It could have like, been, just, it could have been like that. Yes, yeah, could have easily been that. And of course, you know, they've got every uh, they're justified completely in. Saying get fucked, Mavericks fan. Yeah, I don't, don't want to want fucking ru- uh, like hug a random person me. that's fucking just sitting there. Jeez, I don't want to that- fucking I don't, look. I don't, definitely don't want to high five Andre Iguodala, and I don't want to <laughs> hug you, <laughs> random person. And all Fuck those guys off. in Dallas, you know, they've probably got barbecue sauce all over their fucking fingers and shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any part of it. You fucking ranch dressing. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, so they're the, they're the zero. The Mavericks fucking crowd who wanted to... Giving unwanted hugs, it sounds like. Yeah, it's creepy, man. It's fucking... Yeah, it's even fuck worse. that shit. It's even, yeah. It makes it even worse, I reckon. It does, yeah. I it, it, Fans and NBA players probably shouldn't interact too much, off, especially off the court, outside of the confines of the court where... You know, the bright lights are shining. A, I think, protect the players from overzealous fans who maybe want to throw something or hurl abuse or something. These I can just see what's going to happen. You know, they're going to have to walk into some tunnel where they're completely guarded, you know, from off the court. People won't be able to have any contact with them at all and a few dickheads will ruin it for the rest of us. It really is a privilege to sit that close to a game. I know, it doesn't really happen in other sports, right? You don't really get that up close in other sports outside of basketball. Yeah. So zero Mavericks fans, fucking keep your hands to yourself. Fucking give them a wash once every so often. My hero is going to be really short. It's uh, Zaire Williams' afro. Oh, yeah, that was fucking... <laughs> How good is his afro, man? That's the, one of the best. I just, I admire the afro. You know, if I could find a lady to share the rest of my life with, if she had a big afro like that, I would be in absolute heaven. I really would be. 
I'd but yeah, watching a bob around day. like that around the court it really is kind of hypnotic. It's like seeing oh. a lady with big tits run. It's like kind of <laughs> you just like it's, just can't take your eyes off that you know the motion. I think it's more wholesome though than what you just said. <laughs> watching an afro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, what I like too is the any boundaries, is it? <laughs> I like no. how the the commentator brought up the old Fletch line, the old Chick Hearn line from <laughs> Fletch that uh, was his his six eight but seven foot with the afro, <laughs> seven foot two with the afro. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, that was good, and especially in a game where it, you know, it was completely lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just really nothing else to watch, really, other than the Maya afro. Williams. Magnificent afro flowing around the court. It was awesome. Matt's dreaming about Doc Rivers with that afro and his titties. <laughs> I don't know who you think Matt is, Frank. <laughs> but that's thought, a pretty yeah, weird that, fantasy to have. What I'm thinking about, yeah. But you know, well, I'm going back to the previous episode where you know <laughs> he, he went he went to America looking at Doc Rivers' titties. Well, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, nice callback. That's good. I, I applaud you on that. Um, <laughs> Yes, flag chasing down <laughs> fucking commandeering icebreak vans. <laughs> Getting off to the airport in them. Yeah, we all remember that, Matt, and we'll never forget it. Nope. So don't, don't ever think you're going to live it down. Right, okay. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> That'll just about do it, guys, I reckon. We'll leave it there. Been awesome once again. Thanks uh, thanks for joining, joining me here again today. Matt and Frank, you guys are awesome. Any final thoughts, Matt? And then uh, you can throw to Frank for the uh, for the for his final. Absolutely no final thoughts from me. Uh, I'll just say thank you for listening, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, fellas. Over to you, Frank. Yep, pleasure again, boys, and uh, thanks to the listeners again. And uh, no, no real thoughts. Just fucking, uh, just want to keep keep watching the fucking great playoffs and hope for not for no more fucking blowouts like we did today. Thanks once again for our superfan, Emmanuel. Keep listening, mate. Hope you're enjoying the NBA playoffs. We'll uh, keep you posted from our end very soon. And that'll, uh, that'll do it for the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. Follow us on the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. I don't really know about it. Maybe I'll just repost your passive-aggressive stuff. Back. Seeing as it's crossing over. It's a slight crossover, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. We'll, uh, we'll do it again really soon. See you later. Yeah.